0: Hi, we're Amy. And McKenna. Both business owners, photographers, and a small part of this Spark community. Spark is a group of Christian women creatives that meets weekly to discuss our faith, our lives, and our businesses. Because let's be honest, we just can't do it alone.
1: Our mission is to be a weekly place of rest for creatives to find a safe space to connect with God and grow in their faith. We want to invite you to be a part of that when your coffee's running low and you're on the go.
0: We'd love to meet you where you're at.
1: Come join the conversation. Welcome back, guys, to our third testimony. We're so excited to have Lauren Kearns on the podcast. I'm here with the other host, Amy. Hey. And I just can't wait to introduce you to Lauren Kearns. You guys, Lauren is a mom of two and got married at 18. She has been a photographer for around 15 years and is just truly talented and beautiful just inside out. So, Lauren, can you tell us a little bit more about you?
2: Hey, guys. Thank you so much. That was such a sweet introduction. Um <laughs> My name is Lauren. I'm a wedding photographer here in New Jersey. I'm currently living in my hometown of Tewksbury. Um, I've been a wife of 17 years. I married my high school sweetheart at 18, like you said. Wow. And yeah, and I have two kids who we lovingly but accurately refer to as beasties. (laughs) Uh, We're quarantined with them right now. So it's all hands on deck 24-7, lots of family time here.
0: Yeah, I love that. And um, I can totally relate to that, Lauren. Quarantined with the family as well, and I know how that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're so excited that you're going to share your testimony today. When did you first hear about God, and who introduced you to Him?
2: So, um, you know, I I grew up in the church, um, but church for us was more like a Sunday tradition. Um, we we grew up coming from a long line of Irish Catholics, and it was just everybody went to church. Everybody. Um, had the same beliefs. And I didn't actually know what that belief was. So I had no idea what a Christian was. I thought that super religious people either became nuns or priests. And I had (laughs) no idea that God wanted like a daily relationship with me It just never crossed my mind. (laughs) So I just envisioned him sitting on his throne, policing bad people and smiling down on good people. (laughs) Um, And it wasn't uh, until my then boyfriend, who is now my husband, explained to me who Jesus is. And that I realized I actually had no idea at that point. Like I had been confirmed in the church. I had no idea what the Holy Spirit was. And um, at the time I was dealing with what felt like a midlife crisis at 17. And it sounds so silly, but, you know, a lot was happening. We were graduating from high school. We were actually planning on getting married. Um, And I just thought, is there a purpose to my life? And am I just going to graduate, get married, get a job, go to sleep and start all over again until I die? (laughs) so it really did feel like a midlife crisis I just thought oh my goodness like all my life I've been told what to do now making my own choices I'm gonna get married so I'm checking that off the list a whole lot sooner than anyone else and I just thought what else is there to life and I just remember James saying no like God made you for a purpose and there's so much more to that and he's like you know surely you grew up in the church you know what I'm talking about and I just kind of looked at him like no I I don't know what you mean like (laughs) what does this even mean So, um, you know, he told me like that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and I'm thinking like, but I'm a good person. Like, what do you mean? So it was really just eye opening to like, think of myself as like a sinner. Um, and that God had to go through this process where he went willingly to the cross and died for my sins and was raised again so that I could have eternal life in him. Um, so it was just mind boggling. And that was the first time I ever heard the actual gospel, even though, you know, I had grown up in the church and just really had no idea what it was all about. So you
1: were, I mean, like we said earlier, like 18, when you got married 18, technically right. When you became a Christian. So what was life like before you became a Christian?
2: Um, you know, it was anxiety ridden and a little lonely. Um, I had a terrible time in middle school. I was just the butt of every joke. And it seemed like every time I, time I tried to fit in, I was just setting myself up for more failure. Um, I wasn't comfortable with the n- unique person that God made me to be. I just felt different. So I tried to be more like everybody else, which of course, as I know now, uh, is like the worst thing you could possibly do. Um, mm-hmm. plus I cried a lot. So it was like a double whammy. <laughs> it was just bad. Um, you know, and when James told me about the gospel, it made sense to me, but like, initially I kind of fought it because, you know, all of my life, I, I didn't want to be ridiculed and made fun of. And, um, I didn't want to initially make that change. What that made me think that I would become an outcast again. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time I figured, well, I've spent like 17 years of trying to do this myself, trying to figure this out myself. And it, it's not going, it's not going well for me. It's not right. working out. Um, and it, it's a disaster. And maybe I really need to figure out who God says that I am and, and figure out what am what am I here for? Wow. Yeah. I,
0: I really like that moment that you explain of like, you know, finally understanding um, the gospel. And I, I can relate to, you know, those feelings of, of not wanting to be an outcast again. I, I felt, you know, a very similar way um, when I was graduating high school and going into college when James shared the testimony, you know, this, you know, wonderful thing that Jesus did of, of dying on the cross for you. How did God become real to you in that moment in a way that, you know, he might not have been before and what made you decide to follow him and to pursue a relationship with him?
2: Um, yeah, that's a really good question. I think, you know, I, I had known that God is real. Um, I just, first of all, the tradition, right? Um, right? grew up in the church knowing that God was, is real, but at the same time, not understanding him as a, um, a relational God. So, um, I really began to, um, have a relationship with God in high school while I was, um, this is going to sound so dumb, but I was a <laughs> cheerleader and being a cheerleader in high school is a competitive cheerleading team. And it was actually just terrifying. Um, you know, we were a small team. We were, um, you know, we learned how to do flips one week and then the next week you're expected to, to throw your back handspring and your tux like that week. So it was kind of like a lot of pressure. And I remember just crying myself to sleep and just being so nervous and like, you know, everything's worse at night, just the attacks on your mind and everything. Um, And I remember crying and being so upset and just having no other choice, but to like call out to God and, and cry to him like that. I'm just so scared and I can't sleep and I need him to protect me. And and just knowing like I'd wake up every morning after that. And I just felt a sense of calm and peace and I knew that he had calmed my anxiety. He had heard my cry and he was with me. And you know, I just didn't even know who he was, but I knew that he was there. Mm -hmm. And you know, so hearing, hearing who God is from James and then mixing it with what I felt in his presence in my life really just made a huge difference to me. Um, you know, I had been confirmed in the church, but I didn't know who any of, who, who God was. Um, and, you know, I think God displays himself to everyone. You know, he displayed himself to me in those moments where I was feeling really unsure. Um, and even the Bible says that if you look around, you can see the work of his hands in nature. Like he, the glory of his presence is in everything that he made. Um, and, you know, once I, understood the gospel and he explained to me who this was, I was able to mix the two and really understand, like, this is, this is where he's brought me. He displayed himself to me. Now he's being explained to me and I'm entering into this relationship where he's going to continue that relationship with him, with himself.
1: Hmm. How have things changed for you since you decided to become a Christian? Um,
2: you know, it's funny because I mean, other than getting married, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, that was number one, I think is, you yeah. know, like what 217 17 year olds decide that they're going to like get <laughs> married, right? Because yeah. I was 17 when I'm trying on my dress. I was 17 when I made the decision to get married, I gave up my college, you know, we were going to get married. I was going to follow him to his college, um, and just figure it out. And it's funny because I think when I became a Christian, so many people wanted to tell me their testimony and it was always this, um, transformational experience, like, boom, I was the the Holy Spirit entered me. And I, I just thought, you know, that's, that wasn't what happened to me. Like, is there something wrong with me? Um, but you know, I can look back now and realize like all of the different things that God was doing in my life. And, you know, we're all unique beings and God knows that I want, I want like results now. That's just who I am. And I think he's been teaching me ever since then that the results come over time, like be patient for patience. um, Mm. You know, so everything I can look back in my life and and I can look back and say, oh, wow, like that did work itself out. And maybe there are things in my life now that are being worked out. But, um, you know, I don't know them until until I live them and just keep walking through it. Um, And I know we've been listening to a lot of Francis Chan and I've kind of been going off on this this uh, sort of adventure listening to more Francis Chan. And he just does such a good job of saying, like, when you make a cake, like a cake is so good. But if you take those individual ingredients, like the flour and the eggs, and if you just stick flour in your mouth, it's disgusting. And if you just eat the <laughs> egg, it's disgusting. He's like, sugar's not bad. But, you know, like if you eat all those ingredients on their own, they taste terrible. But when you mix them together, they make something wonderful. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's that's life for us, right? You know, the flour in our lives might not be so good right now, but you mix it with what's coming and it's just going to make something that's wonderful. like marriage at 18. I'm not going to pretend that marriage at 18 was easy. Like I, I'm i not going out <laughs> saying, okay, everybody, if you're 18 years old, it's time to get married. Now I do not <laughs> recommend it. It's not easy. Um, but I can see what God was doing in our lives. You know, he was putting two people together who he felt should be together and mm. we grew together and we didn't do that. Like God did that. Yeah. It was his plan. Um, you know, I, <laughs> We didn't plan anything. I I remember when we were coming back from our honeymoon, I said, we had no idea where we were living. And I was like, so do I just go back to my parents' house and you go back to your parents' house? (laughs) What do we do? (laughs) You know, and um, it just worked itself out. Like, we were going to college. Like, we kind of split time between my parents' house and his parents' house, honestly. And then we went off to college. And we just had none of it planned. But we just... I don't think also that it would have worked if we didn't have a handbook, right? So Mm -hmm. the Bible is our handbook. Um, If Christ wasn't at the center of our marriage, we couldn't have made it work, you know, two selfish beings. I mean, I know way more now than back when I knew everything. And let me tell you, I knew everything (laughs) at 17 years old, like every other (laughs) 17 year old. So, you know, it just gave us sort of um, a common goal We knew we were working towards something that was greater than us. And we had Christ at the center of it. Um, And it was just super important um, for us to make this work. And splitting apart wasn't an option. And, you know, ever since then, I just, I, I look back and I think of like all the things that we've been through, the adventures that we've had in 17 years. And I can look back and say, like, Christ was there. Like, we worried about that. We prayed about that. We forgot about that but that's because God took care of it.
0: Mm. I think that's really beautiful. And I, I love this picture that you've painted of, you know, the way our life changes when we come to know God. And I, I think it's beautiful the way that God has refined you and James together and, you know, brought you along on this journey, um, you know, together. It's just, it, it it's so encouraging to think of, you know, every single event that happens in our life, you know, whether it's good, it's bad, um, you know, that God is there, he's a part of it. And, um, you know, when, when we know and trust in him, we can have hope, um, and know that, like you said, like, although, you know, every single piece of our life may not be perfect, it's, it's all going to turn out fine in the end, um, because, you know, we know God and, um, we have an eternal home to look forward to. Yeah, Um, absolutely.
2: Yeah, it's funny, too, because, you know, as I was talking t- about some of these things with James recently, he said, um, he said, I, I, I said, you, you told me about the gospel, like you were really the first one. He goes, did I? I said, yeah. He said, you know, I don't even really know what, how much of it, like how much I considered it or, or what I really believed back then. I don't even know that my faith was that strong back then. And I'm like, hey, and it probably wasn't right. Like we're growing and he looks back and he doesn't even realize that the things that he was saying were like God's plan to bring me to a certain place and, and him to a certain place at the same time.
1: And to have like a foundation at all for your marriage being so young,
2: you wouldn't have survived it. No, no.
0: Yeah. Wow. So Lauren, what's one encouragement that you can give to those who are on the fence about this whole Jesus thing?
2: Um, Well, I was one of them um, (laughs) on the fence for, for a while. Um, I think I was most fearful that my family wouldn't understand. Um, it was this sort of, um, like all of a sudden I believed in something that seemed so radical and I was, I thought my, my life looks the same and it did look the same, right? It looked the same for a while. Like nothing's going to dramatically happen in your life all of a sudden, but you know, Jesus doesn't want you to turn your life around on your own. That's not the point. You don't come to Jesus and say, well, you know, I'm not where I want to be yet. Let me let me think about this. He's just saying, come to me, like, come to me as you are. And I think a lot of people who don't have a relationship with Jesus look at this whole like religious thing and see a bunch of rules and just want their freedom. And that's that's not what this is about at all. Jesus asks him, asked us to look to him and accept his sacrifice let his love wash over us, his crucifixion to cover our sins and his resurrection as new life for us in him. And the yeah. rest of it is going to fall into place. Like the more closely you fix your yeah. thoughts on God and study his word, the more truly you want what he wants. And that's where you find freedom in Christ, freedom from fear, freedom from anxiety and, and, and from the world's standards. And God loves us all and so much wants to give us a choice So we can choose to love him back or we can choose our own way. Um, So, you know, I often hear people say, why are Christians always trying to convert people? Like, it's not a (laughs) trick. This isn't a trick. It's just Christians aren't trying to trick anybody into believing we have no ulterior motive. We're like genuinely excited about the freedom and living in Christ. You know, I... I just want to sing the praises of new subscription box that I just got into my life because it's made my life so much easier. (laughs) And in the same way, I'm excited about the way Jesus has transformed my life. It, you know, there's no ulterior motive. I just want, I want that for the people that I love, for people who are hurting. um, And I want that for people who are questioning their purpose in this life, you know?
1: Yeah, I feel like for you, you know, you do that workout and you're like, you know, you see the results, right? Because you're putting in the time and the energy and the effort into your workouts and working out with your your trainer, yeah, which is awesome. Um, you know, for you, like, don't you feel that way when it's like a relationship with God as
0: well? Yeah your
2: life with God is a whole lot less painful than the working out, but there are <laughs> benefits to it. <laughs> I don't think it's actually physically painful to have a relationship with God, but like, you know, it, it is a challenge, right? Like it's, yeah, it doesn't necessarily, it isn't the, the wider path. It isn't the more popular path, but I think it's a more important path.
1: Yeah. I love that. Well, Lauren, thank you so much for hopping on here and sharing your story. Um, I can't believe uh, that everything that you've gone through with, you know, being married so young and children and um, how your path to becoming a Christian is so beautiful and, um, and hard, like it's not always beautiful, but it was, it's very encouraging to see. And we'd love to know where to find you. Um, if you could tell us your website or
2: Instagram or both. Sure. Um, my website is com, and you can find me at Instagram at Lauren Kearns Photography. And thank you so much for having me.
1: Awesome. Thank you. And guys, you know where you can find us, MJ Spark Co. or you can find us at njspark.co.
0: Great. Lauren, thank you again for sharing your story. It was so encouraging. Um, and we just really appreciate you being on the podcast. We want to leave you with this final prayer. And guys, this is Lauren's favorite verse. So thanks for sharing it with us. It's found in Hebrews 11.1. 1. And it says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. And we can't wait to see you next week.